Revelation chapter 15 continued, verse 5. After these things I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. John sees something new unfolding. The tabernacle of the testimony is opened right before his eyes. Verse 6-8a And out of the temple came the seven angels, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure bright linen, and having their chests girded with golden bands. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls, full of the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. So these seven angels, as we've seen before as saints, come out of the temple, and one of the four living creatures hands them the seven golden bowls, full of the final wrath of God. As the beast hands over the bowls, the temple is filled with the glory of God and his power. When the tabernacle was finished by Moses and the temple was finished by King Solomon, there was a cloud, the Shekinah glory, but no smoke within the Holy of Holies. Second Chronicles 5.14 says, So that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. But... In Exodus 19:18 it says and Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire and the smoke therefore ascended as the smoke of a furnace and the whole mountain quaked greatly There is smoke whenever there was judgment but when there was grace there was a cloud Remember that Moses' tabernacle and Solomon's tabernacle were patterned after the heavenly temple. The same words in Hebrew and Greek for the heavenly temple are also used for the earthly temple. Mishkan in the Hebrew means tabernacle. Skin in the Greek stands for tabernacle. And Hakel in the Hebrew means tabernacle or temple and nos in the Greek means temple verse 8 B and no one was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed this reveals that the seven angels are actually seven redeemed men serving as priests before the Lord once these angels are handed the seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God, no man will have access to the presence of God while his wrath is being poured out upon the earth. This is because he will not be dealing with man in grace and mercy, but with judgment and wrath. Chapter 16, verse 1. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple, saying to the seven angels, Go and pour out the bowls of wrath of God on the earth. God's patience with mankind has come to an end. 
These last seven judgments constitute what Jesus referred to in Matthew 24, 21 as the Great Tribulation, which takes, takes place the last 42 months of the seven-year Great Tribulation period. He said, And then shall be great tribulation, such as was not seen since the beginning of the world to this very time, nor, nor ever shall be again. It will be greater destruction than the flood of Noah, or the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, or the destruction of Egypt during the time of Exodus. Verse 2. So the first went out and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast, and those who worshipped his image. These are literal judgments, not figurative. This is made clear from the fact that four of these judgments happened previously in Moses' time. They are repetitions of the plagues of Egypt. Exodus chapter 9, verse 8 and 9. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take handfuls of soot from the furnace and have Moses toss it into the air, into the presence of Pharaoh. It will become fine dust over the whole land of Egypt, and festering boils will break out on men and animals throughout the land. In Moses' time, the, plague, the plagues fell only upon the Egyptian people and their animals, but did not harm the Israelites or their animals. In the end time, the same thing will happen. These plagues in Revelation are reserved strictly for those who have the mark of the beast and worship his image. There will be no doubt that these plagues are from God and not man-made. When God sent the plague of boils upon the Egyptians, it hardened their hearts towards God. The pouring out of the bowl judgments will have the same effect on the followers of the Antichrist. Revelation 6, chapter 16, verse 9b says, And they blasphemed the name of God, which has power over these plagues, and they did not repent to give him glory. They refused to repent. If they had, God would still have shown them mercy as long as they did not receive the mark of the beast, bow to his image, or worship him. Because they didn't, their hearts were hardened and their souls were under the control of Satan, and they worshipped the beast. These seven plagues pour out one after the other, unlike the plagues of Egypt, where one plague stopped before another one began. Verse 3. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became blood as of a dead man, and every living creature in the sea died. The first bowl poured out on the earth directly affected man. The second bowl affects all the oceans and seas of the earth. The word ocean is not found in the Bible. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 10 it says, And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering of, together of the waters he called seas. All the large bodies of water are referred to as seas in the scriptures. This bowl changes all the oceans and seas into blood like that of a dead man, which is thick, sluggish, and cloddy, choking out and killing every living creature in the sea. Can you imagine what the earth will smell like 
with millions and billions of dead fish and sea creatures suspended in the bloody muck? In Revelation chapters 8 and 9, when the second trumpet sounded, only one-third of the seas became his blood, and only one-third of the creatures in the sea died. It was a warning from God, which the people chose to ignore. But now, there are no more warnings and no more chances. Imagine what this will do to commerce. The people who make their living from the seas, fishermen, restaurants, markets, will be affected. Ships of all kinds, including cruise ships and ocean liners, will be stuck in the midst of all this death and decay. Several years ago, I remember watching a news program on television that showed over 10,000 fish dead and sweeping onto the shores near Cape Cod in one night. The news reporter called it the red tide disease. No one, to my knowledge, ever figured out what caused it. I instantly thought of Revelation chapter 16, verse 3. The second seal, which was the red horse, and the second trumpet, one-third of the seas turned to blood, and the second bowl, all the seas turned to blood, all have to do with blood. Chapter 16, verse 4 through 7. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters saying, You are righteous, O Lord, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have judged these things. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink, for it is their just due. And I heard another angel from the altar saying, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. First the oceans and seas are turned to blood, and now all the fresh water lakes, rivers, and streams are turned to blood. All the drinking water is gone. Everything that lived in the fresh water is dead. A similar thing happened once before in history on a much smaller scale to Pharaoh and his people in Egypt. Exodus chapter, 17, chapter 7, verses 17 and 18. Thus says the Lord, By this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike the waters which are in the river with the rod that is in my hand, and they shall be turned to blood. And the fish that are in the river shall die, the river shall stink, and the Egyptians will loathe to drink the waters of the river. God uses his angels for purposes other than messengers or to help and protect man. Here, God has an angel in charge of the waters of the earth. This angel verifies what God has just done to the waters was the right and just thing to do because so much innocent blood of the saints and martyrs had been spilled over the centuries. Then, to verify the angel of the water's statement, an angel from the altar affirms his statement by announcing, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. Here is a parallel once again between the third trumpet angel and the third vile angel. When the third angel sounded the trumpet, one-third of all the fresh water was made like blood, to be unusable. But when the third angel pours out his bowl, 
all the fresh water becomes blood and is unusable. We will see the same comparison with the fourth trumpet angel versus the fourth bowl angel. Verses 8 and 9, chapter 16. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and power was given to him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God, who has power over these plagues. And they did not repent and give him glory. In Revelation chapter 8, verses 12 and 13, one-third of the sun was wiped out, along with one-third of the moon and stars, which reduced the 24-hour day to a 16-hour day for the sake of the elect, so that they would not be destroyed by the intense heat. Here, in Revelation chapter 16, 16 verse 8 and 9, when the angel pours out the bowl upon the sun, power was given to him. This means that the heat radiating from the sun will be greatly intensified by this angel. Even though there will be only eight hours of daylight, the sun will be so strong it will be enough to, tor to scorch men with fire. Things like pollution, volcanic ash, dust from the mountains and buildings crumbling, fumes from the forest fires, industrial waste and toxins, buildings burning, the destruction of the ozone layer and the ultraviolet rays of the sun will all contribute to intensify the heat from this plague and hit mankind full force. According to scientists and meteorologists, the Earth's temperature in the atmosphere and the oceans are already starting to show a rise in the temperature. A program on the Weather Channel in 2006 stated that the temperature in the atmosphere above the Arctic Circle has risen three degrees. That doesn't seem like much to us, but to the climate of the Arctic, it is devastating and much of the ice is melting. With the combination of all four of these plagues taking place on the earth simultaneously, you would think that the people still left would have the smarts to repent and turn their hearts back to God. Instead, Scripture says, they repent not to give him glory. Man's pride and stupidity will be his downfall, just like it was Satan's. Malachi chapter 4 verse 1 says, Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And that day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. And Joel chapter 1 verse 15 through 20 states, Alas, for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as destruction from the Almighty. Is not the food cut off before our eyes? Joy and gladness from the house of our God? The seed grain shrivels under the clods. Storehouses are in shambles. Barns are broken down, for the grain has withered. How the beast groan. The herds of cattle are restless because they have no pasture. Even the, the, the flocks of sheep suffer your punishment. O Lord, to you I cry out. For the fire has devoured the open pastures. 
and a flame has burned all the trees of the field. The beast of the field also cries out to you, for the water brooks are dried up, and fire has devoured the open pastures. In today's world, so far, when we have a hot day, we can relax with a cold beverage, sit in an air-conditioned house, or take a cool dip in a pool, or go to the beach. But these people will not be able to do any of these things. All water sources will be as clotted blood, full of rotted fish. The stench will be unbearable. There will be no fresh water to drink or to make drinks with. No trees to sit under for shade. No fans or air conditioning to cool off with because there will be no electricity to power them. People will be begging to die, but they will be too proud and stupid to ask God for help. They are going to get what they justly deserve. The wrath of God. Chapter 16, verse 10 and 11. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom became full of darkness. And they gnawed their tongues because of the pain. And they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores. And they did not repent of their deeds. The fifth vial is aimed specifically at the throne of the beast and his kingdom. The throne of the beast at this time is in Jerusalem, and his kingdom is the European common community, also known as the revived Roman Empire. It appears from this verse that the rest of the earth will be spared from the plague of total darkness. It will be so dark that people will be chewing on their own tongues just to make sure that they are still alive. How fitting a plague reserved for the beast and his kingdom. It will be a taste of what Hades is like before they get there. It truly will be hell on earth. Try to imagine complete darkness where you can't light a match, no flashlight will work, no electricity, no batteries will operate. There will be no sun, no moon, and no starlight. Nothing. It will be pitch black. People will go crazy from the darkness. This darkness corresponds to the ninth Egyptian plague, but on a much grander scale than found in Exodus chapter 10, verses 21 and 23. The Antichrist and his kingdom will go from searing heat and blinding sun to complete and total darkness. The darkness will eventually spread over the entire earth. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2a says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. After all this, instead of turning to God, repenting and praying to Him for help and deliverance, the people curse God. They acknowledge that there is a God in heaven. They know He exists, but they would still rather follow Satan to the pits of hell than swallow their pride, admit they were wrong, and ask God for forgiveness. How stupid can people be? Verses 12 through 14. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up, 
so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirit-like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. As if the Antichrist doesn't already have enough problems, the Euphrates River dries up. This helps to prepare for the battle of the great day of God Almighty, better known by us as Armageddon, and enables the armies of the world to cross the Euphrates River to gather in the Valley of Medigo for the ultimate purpose of destroying the Jews. At least that's the enemy's plan. This takes place at the end of the Great Tribulation. The Euphrates River is the eastern border of the land that God promised to Abraham. Genesis chapter 15, verse 18, it says, In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land, from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. The Euphrates River also served as the eastern border of the Roman Empire. When the sixth angel blew his trumpet in Revelation chapter 9, verses 14 and 15, four demonic angels bound in the Euphrates River were loosed for the purpose of gathering and leading the armies of 200 million men to kill one-third of the world's population. In Revelation chapter 16, verse 12, the four demons have accomplished their mission. They have prepared the 200 million men army for the crossing of the Euphrates River on the great day of the Lord. The way is prepared and the sixth bowl is poured out which dries up the Euphrates River so the army can cross over on dry ground. It will also allow the remnant of Israel from Assyria to return to Jerusalem. The Euphrates River is 1,800 miles long. It is the largest river in Western Asia which from the beginning of time has been a formidable boundary between the people of the East and those of the West. This gigantic army will cross on dry ground over the river. There should be no surprise since the Lord dried up the Red Sea so that Israel could cross on dry ground to escape out of the hands of Pharaoh and his army, which you can see and read in Exodus chapter 14, verse 16, 21, and 22 and 29 and chapter 15 verse 19. God also dried up the Jordan River so that Israel could cross on dry ground into the land of Canaan. Joshua chapter 3 verse 17. And the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. The plague of this bowl judgment is also literal, not figurative, as are all the bowl judgments. The Euphrates River is mentioned 21 times in the Bible, 
and it always refers to the actual river that flows through, which is present-day Iraq. The kings of the east are the Asian races of China, Japan, Korea, Vietnam, Thailand, Laos, etc. Some of these countries are already starting to make amends with each other and are forming alliances, although there is very little information readily available on this subject. The literal rendering of the scripture is the kings of the sun rising. It is interesting that a small island thousands of years after a Bible prophecy was written develops and calls itself Japan, which means rising sun. Japan's national flag is the symbol of a rising sun, and the Japanese kamikaze pilots of World War II wore a bandana with the symbol of the rising sun around their foreheads. China's army in the 21st century is numbered at 200 million. When the other Asian nations join together, they will easily have a marching army of 200 million. The Bible calls them kings, plural. They will form a kind of confederacy. When you add the kings of the north, south, and west, imagine the size of the armies that will be gathered in the valley of Medigal, or as we know, Armageddon. It can be easily seen why the blood, when the Lord gets done with them, will approximately be four feet deep over a 177.77 square mile area. The kings of the east are preparing to march against the Antichrist and his army, but due to the lying tongues of the demons, Instead of fighting against the Antichrist, they will join forces with him in opposition to the coming of Jesus Christ and his army of saints and angels. Three demons resembling frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. The above scripture tells us that they are spirits of devils. If you wonder how they could possibly deceive the whole world, the scripture says that these demons are going to have the power to work miracles and therefore be able to deceive all for the specific purpose of gathering them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. They don't know it at the time. They don't realize it, but they are fulfilling God's word. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9-12 says, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason God will send them strong delusion, that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned, who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. These lying demons will cause the nations of the world to cooperate with the Antichrist at Armageddon. This will be at the very end of the tribulation, because the seventh bold judgment that immediately follows is, is, is the destruction of Babylon, followed by Christ returning to the earth. The battle will be fought in the Valley of Medigal. The valley is located approximately 15 miles southeast of the modern-day Haifa in Israel. On July 13, 2006, the Palestinian Le Lebanese military fired two missiles into the city of Haifa. 
Israel retaliated by firing rockets and missiles into the Beirut airport as well as other strategic areas. The Middle East is now just a breath away from a full-scale war between Israel and the Palestinians and the rest of the Mideast.